Listeners, it's time for another Hey, I've Got an Idea show. This is my brother, Mason. Who's that guy? Williams. And that's my brother, Luke Tailsteak Williams. That's getting, this is getting so confusing now. Uh, together, we're going to make an invention. We're going to talk our yes. way through a thing. We're going to make it. Yes, we are. Uh, it is does not exist until today. We're going to do it together. There's no I in brainstorming. There is, though. Um, if you go back and look at the spelling of brainstorming, you, you there's no I in ideas. Uh, this one there, too. There's actually two I's in brainstorming now that I think about it. And then in ideas, there's it actually leads the word. So with this week... Uh, There's no I in conceptualizing. Let's go into uh, let's go into what this uh, subject will be for this week. Okay. And uh, you picked it. I did. So it's your fault preemptively. It is my fault. I love that it's my fault. We are doing a mythological creature. A creature, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so like centaurs, satyrs, manticores, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. We are going to make one of those, and you are going to tell tales of them. Mm -hmm. Now, I suppose where I would like to begin mm -hmm. is that we're, if we're going to invent a mythological creature, is it more that we are inventing the myth as well as the creature, and it just happens to be that we get to get into the specifics of the creature? Okay, uh, I do think that creating a mythological creature does necessarily imply the existence of a myth, even if that myth is nothing more than once upon a time this thing existed, right? And it will eat you, and that's, yes. that's the myth. So so here's a question. <laughs> because what he's vegan. Yeah, what <laughs> separates a mythological creature from, say, a cryptid? Like, what what is the dividing line between centaur and Bigfoot? Hmm. I feel like... History has the biggest factor there. Like, I feel like if it's something that was written about, if there was drawings uh, made of it that were, like, you know, from around the 1800s, or maybe even the really early 1900s, if it's, like, um, you know, like, I guess it's, like, the Babadook? The Babadook is, like, not ancient, right? Okay, well, now our problem here is then we can't create a mythological creature because we would have to, like, put it in the past. And, like, unless you have a time machine or unless you want to wait around for 200 years, we're not going to have this be a a myth. We're just going to be creating a cryptid. And I don't want to create a cryptid. That's going to be a later episode. I got cryptid in my back pocket for later. Mm. We're doing mythological creature this episode. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm going to dispute your definition. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Uh, I feel that a myth has some sort of proper meaning to it. There's, there's some sort of emblematic, 
like even if it's not explicitly stated that there is some sort of idea behind the myth like uh say oh there's a centaur that's a centaur is a is a metaphor for man's bestial nature whereas mothman or bigfoot or the chupacabra is just something that idiots believe exists it doesn't have a greater myth a greater purpose psychologically behind it okay um there's another important distinction i want to get into is that we have sort of an overlap between uh the mythological creatures that have stories told of them have like greater purpose to their narratives and whatnot and then we also have uh just general high fantasy where it's the same sort of body of work it's just applied to D D or uh you know the tolkien universe or whatever yeah and like i would i would say that although a centaur is a mythological being when you place it in the context of a high fantasy role-playing game that is not a myth that is just a sequence of stats on a sheet that you can use to tell stories that may or may not be reliant on the idea of the centaur hmm so okay i like i like our our definitions so far so Hmm. What would be for for do we want to build the myth first and then build the creature basically? Uh yeah, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go that route. Like we could go the easy route and just say pick like 3 animals and put them in a blender, but I don't want to do that. I want to start with the psychological underpinnings, create the myth, uh perhaps again like we very often do, try and make it uh, a myth or an idea or a concept that's that's beneficial to society and then work backwards from that and create the mythological creature that is in that myth. So so where does the boogeyman fall? The boogeyman. Yeah, because the boogeyman is a story that you tell to scare your children into doing a thing or the boogeyman will get you or maybe it's like what kids tell their siblings to scare them because that they get kicks out of that um but the details of the boogeyman being like non-important but it's still a man yeah so like is that a supernatural sort yeah, of the, the boogeyman is a very very basic very vague not very well fleshed out mythological creature the purpose of that whole story is something's gonna get you mm-hmm. and just the something we happen to have hit upon the name boogeyman but other than that we don't really have any details other than something's gonna get you and maybe the something's gonna get you because you were bad or maybe the something's gonna get you just because it's dark or maybe the something's gonna get you just because life is chaos and the world is an unfair place uh, I don't think that that's a good lesson to teach kids anyway. Like, fuck, like, uh, the whole idea of, oh, you better clean your room or a bad thing is going to happen. That, quite frankly, is irresponsible parenting. Hmm. Yeah, it's definitely taking, like, a bit of a cop-out that it's yeah. like, oh, it's just, it'll be so much easier to get them to do the thing if you just scare them. Like, just just frighten your child. It's just, and then they'll do the thing and shut up and, okay, cool. 
And yeah, I mean, like imagine if your whole life was organized around that. Like for every minor chore or thing that you wanted to do, your parents just invented a new thing to freak you the fuck out. It's yeah. like, oh, you better brush your teeth or the night elves will come and they'll piss in your mouth while you're asleep. And mm. it's like, yeah, I better brush my teeth really well. Yeah. Because that one time I didn't, I woke up and my mouth tasted really bad. So the night elves must have pissed. It must have been piss. Yeah, it has to have been pissed. Must have been pissed. Must um, have been pissed. I, 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 I do understand. I can empathize with wanting to take that easy route because, like, it's not easy to try and rationally discuss a thing with a child. You eventually have to like break out some low key threats. Yeah, but I mean, it's bad parenting because the job of a parent is not merely to deal with the child in the now. The job of the parent is not merely to make sure the child picks up their room and brushes their teeth now. The job of the parent is to produce a functioning adult. And while these, you know, horror stories can help you in the now to ensure good behavior, if they carry over into the various psychoses that you have when you're 25, you're going to have a shitty adult. And a shitty adult who's going to perpetuate this abuse and perpetuate it in a more honest way because they honestly believe in all this shit and they're going to pass that on to their kids, but they're going to lose track of why those myths were used in the first place. And they're just going to spread the ideas of night elves pissing in your mouth purely for the sake of the fact that they believe in night elves. Like, mm. and they've lost the whole point of it which is to encourage child to brush teeth and now they're just making children afraid of getting piss in yeah, their mouths now, now it's just more of like a, a piss mouth prevention thing they feel they're providing a service yeah. yeah no that's why you shouldn't do that particular kind of parenting uh cue the the more you know star sound effect here please and i do feel more informed Yes. So, myth, myth myth, first, we were saying, huh? <laughs> This has been parenting advice from two non-parents. Yes. The one thing parents love the most is getting parenting advice from non-parents. Yes, let, let, me, let me tell you how to raise a child. Okay, mm -hmm. so, things. things. Myth. Myth things. Yes. Go. Okay, so what is a moral that we want to impart to the general public? Uh, hmm. Okay, I'm going to say off the top of my head. Don't have a, a dog treats. Don't eat dog treats? Y yeah. Okay. So, uh, I, I'm thinking, like, not, uh, not like some monster that's going to come get you, but maybe if you eat too many dog treats, you begin to become a dog man yourself. Hmm. And then you have the dog man as the mythological creature. Okay, let me take another. Let me take another swing at that. Uh, the moral. I think I can do better. Okay, get a better moral okay. than don't eat dog treats. Because I'm gonna be honest, I have eaten some dog treats. After a while, you get used to them. They're pretty good. Yeah, you, you kind of get acclimated to them. I I understand that. Yeah. All right. Okay. So the moral is never go uh, south. <laughs> that's that's. We're just going to eventually all congregate at the North Pole and be unable to move. Yeah, exactly. And then we can build a new life there. No, because the critical mass of people is going to Well, most the... of them, most of them will be dead. Let's be, 
Let's yeah, I mean, we're going to die, A, but from polar bears and exposure and the cold, but also the, the critical mass of people will eventually generate some amount of heat through insulation, and we're going to melt the the North Pole, and unlike Antarctica, there's nothing underneath that. We're just going to go straight into the Arctic Ocean, mm. and all of humanity will drown. Okay, so... I feel like maybe I missed the mark on those first two morals. <laughs> yeah, just no, the first bit. one is just so minor that I don't care. The second one is driving humanity to extinction. So I need you to hit me with a middle ground. Okay, how about, something... how about we share this a little bit? How about okay. you you say an entire moral without a noun, and I've got the key <laughs> noun that I'm going to put in. Okay, all, all right, right. Go all ahead. Right. This is This is so good. Okay. Um, hang on, thinking. All right, three, two, one, go. Keep your blank clean. Timetable. Keep your timetable clean. Yes, your schedule. Keep your schedule okay. So, clean. so sort of a time management version of neither a borrower nor a lender be is never have outstanding appointments. Never have a thing that you need to go do. Well, it's also just kind of like don't overload yourself or something horrible will happen. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. So we need. Again, not necessarily consequence. Like, I don't want to be in the, oh, don't do this or a bad thing, this bad monster is going to come get you. But we need something that uh, personifies, that embodies the concept of a messy timetable. Like, here is a creature that is all messy timetable, and that's how we know this creature. I'm the Chrono Spider, and I see you've got two... Messy of a timetable. Oh, no. Here's a fang prick on your neck to remind you. You've to, you've doing too many things, Donald. Take, no, do one less. Do one less, Donald. I'm the Chrono Spider. Oh, the Chrono Spider. So it's like a spider, but it's got like a clock on its yeah, abdomen. Yeah, you, you, you get it. He's got, well, I mean, there already the... is a spider with an hourglass on its ab- abdomen, and like if it bites you on the neck, you will have a very clear timetable. But yeah, um, he's got he's got more of a like a flavor flave thing going. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. So so like a flavor flave clock thing. Okay, is this like a small spider sized spider, or are we talking like something like that you could throw? Well, I kind of I kind of like him being somewhere in between, like so small that you wouldn't notice him, and uh, so big that he, you would hear him in the room. No, like no, no, he's, no. He's... Size, size changes depending on how many things you've got left. Now so you you've get just got like okay. one extra thing on your timetable. That's fine. That's just a little guy. He's just gonna bite you a little bit. It's just gonna hurt a little bit. But if you've got multiple conflicts, if your timetable is full up with overlapping appointments going over for a year like you open the door and there's like a spider the size of a horse and it's like what's up i'm here to bite you i'm i'm the chrono spider but really really big now yes i'm really big (laughs) and i'm going to bite you on your neck because because it's you really out of control your you you were double booked twice today alone. It's very bad. You have, you know, you're trying to do lunch at the same time as you're doing the staff meeting. And I don't get me wrong, you can do that. But it's kind of rude. 
And and now you get a bite. You're going to get a, just a little bit of a bite from me. A little and a bite. Here it is. Bite. Bite, f- bite for you. Mm. Just uh, oh. let me just get in there real quick. Um, oh my, you're wearing sunscreen. That's oh, mm. oh. yeah, just it's got sort a, of a it's got coconut a tang, pineapple got yeah. a tang to it. Yeah. I like how we're yeah. both choosing to do the Chrono Spider. One, oh. one, one could be the person defending well, no, their the, overly no, that's busy the thing. Like I said, like the Chrono Spider, it's not merely the threat. It embodies the idea of being double booked. So it's got a double voice. Whenever it's talking to you, it's got two voices. And that uh. makes it difficult to understand. And you're like, oh, no, two things happening at once. I don't understand. I'm getting flustered. Oh, I get the metaphor. Uh, right. I can't focus because there's too much going on. Yeah, so the the spider's all up in your grill. He's, like, trying to tell you advice about your life, but you can't hear it because it's two voices at once, and then you're just like, what? What? I don't understand. I don't understand. And then the thing just bites you because that's the one thing it can do that is unambiguous. And you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Fine. Bye. Jeez. So, and then you cross out one of the things off your list. So the, the, the real-world version of this... Could could the could the legend go that like if you find just like a mark on your neck of any kind, it, it, then the person's reaction would be like, oh, so like have you been scheduling a little too much lately? Because I just oh, you got visited by the Chrono Spider, I see, yeah. and the guy's like covering up a hickey, and he's like, yep, that sure is what that <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, that's uh huh. I just I was double booked. That's my bad. Hoo-hoo. Double booked. Not a vampire. A double D. <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, I don't know why I bothered to specify that this person was a double D when it was a hickey. Uh, it's not like the Well, I mean, it's his breast hickeys. Breast you, hickeys. You get nipple suction. Yeah. That's very erotic. That's the in thing right now. That's the hip thing that kids are doing to each other is, like, they're using their nipples. And you don't have to be a double D. You can, like, have, like, even dudes, you can do this. You just use your nipple to suck on someone's neck. Mm. It leaves a perfectly round hickey. So should we design the Chrono Spider? Are we going with this Chrono Spider? Do you want to like? Do you want to come back to it? Well, I mean, we've spent so much time on the Chrono Spider. Uh, like, I do think that I want to go with the Chrono Spider. But, so, but double I, I feel I feel like I sort of strong armed the entire creation process. Well, I mean, I like I respect your creative input. Okay, but I mean, if you if you want to do if we can put the Chrono Spider on the shelf and then we could do another mythological creature, maybe we'll do three and we'll do like best of three. Sure. Have them fight. Okay, so uh, let's do the moral. Wait, wait, again. wait, 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 even even better. Uh-huh. Could it be like a rock paper scissors situation, Ooh. where it's a it's a a threefold set of mythological creatures that each one is strong against another but weak against another. Okay, so the Chrono Spider has the base concept of keep your timetable clean, and it is the personification of confusion vis-a-vis time. So what is something that beats that? What is something that is beaten by that concept? Well, I feel like laziness should be an opposite to it, but it's hard to do an opposite in a three-prong structure, right? Because like laz- if you're if you're lazy... Mm-hmm. That's also bad. But... Yeah, okay, okay. Uh uh being flexible, having the ability to adapt. That's the opposite of having a timetable. Right. So is flexibility 
strong against the Croto Spider or weak against? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say being flexible makes you strong against the Croto Spider because it's coming up on you and it's like, hey, you're double booked. I'm going to bite you. And then you're just like, eh, I'm flexible. I'll move this thing from 3 to 3.15. And the Croto Spider just like uh, with two voices at once says, oh, nuts. And it snaps like it's eight fingers at once and then it leaves. Right. So being flexible beats the Chrono Spider. So what is the mythological creature associated with flexibility and adaptability and being able to think on your feet and change? Well, I mean, the common metaphor used here is either something that can go with the flow in a stream or okay. something that um, like like a, a, a tree that can blow in the wind comfortably that isn't too oh, rigid. Okay, okay. Let me hit you with this. Water tree, a tree made of water. The water tree. Now, is this the, is this the next creature? Yeah, this is the next creature. It's not in any way humanoid. It's it's actually mostly stationary. It looks like a normal tree until you get up close, but then you realize that it's shimmering and moving in a way that a tree doesn't. And you put your hand up against it, and you realize that that surface of bark is actually water. And you can push your hand into it, and you're like, wow, hmm. I'm pushing my hand into this tree. A tree's made of water. And at first, you think, oh, that's so beautiful. That's such a great thing. Hmm. And, you know, it, it is beautiful in small doses you can like play around with it you can like scoop out a little bit a bit of it and then you've got like wood water in your hand which is very useful uh but if you fuck around with it too much then you're too flexible and you start to become watery yourself and i, and I like that too because even though it's beautiful and seems like it, it teaches like a, a lesson in and of itself you, it, it seems to be wholly set aside from the typical trees that one would interact with, which would probably be a wise old tree, right? Yes. Like that's, this is sort of separate from that. It's fluid, so it's got its own sort of MO. Of... Yeah, and like if you just look at it and you just like take a still image, you don't realize that that's what it is. It just looks like a regular-ass tree. But as soon as you see it moving, or you come up to it and you touch it, then you realize, oh my god, this is a water tree. Mm -hmm. I, I'm in the presence of a water tree. And you you don't need like an axe to get like firewood or something. You could just scoop out a handful of wood, and then you've got like a handful of firewood. But here's the thing, is if you touch it too much, if you mess around with it too much then you start getting watery yourself. Your own skin becomes too pliable, and you're like, oh, shit, I'm flowy now, and you have to, like, okay, firm so, yourself up. So I feel like you can overdo it with any of these three prongs mm -hmm. here. Like, any of them, that you have to balance the three, basically. Yeah. Um, which I feel like I have an idea for the third one already, but um, what, what kind of character can we give this water tree? Like, does it actually speak is it just a presence I'm, I'm gonna say uh like when you're just looking at it you don't hear it like you think okay this is just a tree and it's moving a little weird and i can touch it that's fine but if you submerge your head in it like if you just push your head into the wood so that your head is inside it and your ears are in there mm -hmm. then you hear the sound and it's just a constant slow murmuring of different ideas and that's one of the reasons why people are attracted to this is because it will give you ideas like a muse so like you put your head into it and it's giving you all these great ideas or great things you can do but 
again, you put your head in there too long, you become too fluid and you can merge with the tree. So you just like dip your head into it in a little bit, you get some inspiration, but then you got to pull your head back out within right. a couple of seconds. Right, right, right. Okay, so uh, do you want to put any more any more character into this uh, water okay, tree? Okay, so, so here's the question. We know that water tree beats spider. How does water tree beat chrono spider? Uh, water tree beats chrono spider, like you said, by being flexible enough to inspire more flexibility with the time that can't be bitten you can't and, bite and can't, that and yeah you can't you can't be bitten yeah yeah okay. water tree beats chrono spider okay so we need the third thing that beats water tree but is beaten by chrono spider i th- honestly i feel like i've got a good concept for that third thing okay okay um but it's a combination of like a few different uh aesthetics okay um i'm thinking of something more strict right okay so i'm thinking Line in the sand. I'm thinking stone golem. That's like mm-hmm. a a structure of uh, accomplishment. Like it's it's like sort of like a tower that wants to keep building itself or something like that. But okay. it's it's in the interest of more. It's it's almost like a greedy creature in the sense. Okay, okay. So a golem that keeps piling onto itself and very, very quickly becomes far larger than the original golem. It turns into a, a great tower. Right. So you sort of have to take it down a notch by... It, it's like a sort of a metaphor for one's own accomplishment and and uh, um, how much they take on that, mm-hmm. like, you can do too much. You can overbook your timetable. And that's when the, the Chrono Spider wins over it because it's saying like no um you can do more than this like you can you can uh sorry no let me just try that again the chrono spider beats it because the chrono spider says like you're you're taking on too much it's, you're going out of control you're stacking too tall it's too wobbly it's gonna fall but the water is sort of like too loosey-goosey too flexible it's like you're going too far with the with the flow you're not building firm on foundation enough okay okay so like the this self-building golem tower thing Mm. it it just stomps water water tree it's like okay you you aren't solid enough i'm building like its stones are not affected by the water tree turning things liquid it's just no we're building we're building fucking things look at how big we're building we don't have time for you just fucking around we're building this big thing but then chrono spider comes up on this golem tower and just jabbers in its ear with its two mouths and that confuses the golem it sort of knocks it off balance and it falls apart yeah i mean it 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 can. It's it's pointing out. It's the snarky reminder. Like it's it's. I'm 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 reminded of the Tower of Babel or Babel. Um, yes. It. Well, it, I mean, it can be the Tower of Babel or the Tower of Babel because the tower changes how you call it. <laughs> fair enough. Do it. Yeah. Fair enough. But it. I'm reminded of that. That it's like the source of confusion with the spider. Um, seems like it would undermine. The very structure. It's kind of like termites on a woodshed or something. Like yeah, yeah. So I feel like so maybe so maybe... so the so the building then is not just physical stacking. You know, much the same way that a golem is animated by the word. 
you know, this golem tower is not merely building a tower. It is inscribing words all over itself, right? But then the the chrono spider comes up, and with its jabbering, it's sort of like yelling numbers at someone who's trying to count, messes the golem up, and it messes up its own life words, and that's what causes it to fall apart. Okay, here's something else I sort of like about this idea. Is, okay, is if we go with the, the chrono spider actually having sort of like an army, uh-huh. like like controlling a the abilities of of many insects Mm -hmm. it it can sort of also represent a form of like organization like you need this the the planning and the structure of like a good ant colony essentially um to be able to build properly and that's Mm -hmm. why he sort of undermines just this pure ambition of the golem to build higher and higher without the proper planning Right, because, like, the golem, uh, he just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. He has no regard for structural integrity yeah, he's because just... he's just constantly building and posing, quite frankly, a danger to everyone around him. And the, the chrono spider serves that purpose, comes up and is just like, nope, you're too big. Down you go. And And you know what else you could talk about, too, is the fact that if we're talking about balancing the three effectively, if this was either, like, a life... Uh, a life philosophy or or something mm-hmm. like that um the water of the water tree like ideally you want to have a balance of all three you want to mix the three together mm-hmm. the the water from the water tree in the right proportions isn't just the antithesis of this stone golem it would actually like cause the right kind of mud to like Fuel glue it, yeah. glue it together essentially um, yeah cuz i mean it's it's water but it's also wood so it makes the ideal mortar because it has the flexibility of water, but the permanence of wood. Not to mention the fact that it's got those those whispering words all throughout it. And like that's the creativity, that's the, the concepts that allows the golem to animate. Hmm. And I feel like also another way that the water tree counters the chrono spider, just simply uh-huh. that it would drown the chrono spider. That is also true. That's the other issue when you like stick your head inside it is not only, you know, are you lulled by all these creative words giving you inspiration, not only is it gradually turning your head more and more pliable until it becomes liquid, but also, you know, hold your breath. Like how long can you hold your breath and listen mm. to these ideas, right? Mm-hmm. Uh so so our three core concepts here are uh your schedule has got to make sense don't overwork yourself don't overbook yourself you have to leave room for yourself to be flexible and that's where creativity comes from but that creativity causes you to accomplish things and stack up your accomplishments but don't be too focused on your accomplishments and what you're producing because then that leads to your schedule being overbooked yeah that's the cycle of like you just keep going around in a circle repeating that life advice uh do this but don't do that oh but do this but don't do that and you just have these three things these three concepts going around in a circle and then anytime anybody is going too far in one of those three directions you can say hey watch yourself because you're going to run afoul of mythological whatever your one particular problem is right what I find kind of interesting about this too is that we started out wanting to to make a mythological creature, uh, mm-hmm. and we it feels sort of like we've invented more of like a pantheon. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, we've got we've got an ecosystem of of three different creatures, uh, one of which is, you know, an animal, one of which is a plant and one of which is a mineral. God, this is getting good. I like I I want pictures of these. Yeah. Like, I, again, I, I know I we keep pleading to our listener base for <laughs> fan art, but like, seriously, this 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 is cool. Now, you, you know what? Honestly, I feel like this is lending itself more towards is like. Uh, like when you when you can establish a pantheon sort of like this, it lends itself to a world with all of the culture like that. Like you could basically somewhat do. I, I don't want to say like Avatar: Last Airbender, but sure. like you sort of could place characters and villages with their own philosophies in a setting like this. Like you can run a D and D campaign in world oh, yeah. where yeah, these yeah, yeah. are the no, three gods. No, you could have that. Now here's here's what your what your use of this is is you're running a D&D campaign and your players get too mired in one of these three problems. That's when you bring in this monster to fuck with your party. So if your party is taking on too many challenges and they're like, "Oh, we're chasing like five plot threads at once." That's when you start getting attacked by chrono spiders. If your party is, you know, too loosey-goosey and coming up with too many ideas constantly Constantly, that's when you have the water tree and you're like oh you're you're making fort saves or you're turning into a liquid and if your players are taking too much pride in their accomplishments if they're saying oh i've got this and i've got this so i'm the biggest and the baddest and the best mm. then you have them face the the uh golem tower and they realize oh man i can't take too much pride in all this stuff i've stacked up because look at what that leads to mm. um i'm wondering if this divvies up nicely as do other things too like i'm thinking of uh the three pe uh pendants uh in legend of zelda of uh strength uh strength wisdom and courage is like strength would be the golem wisdom would probably be the water tree courage is the spider yeah, you you defeat each of these three things and you get the pendants of time management creativity and you know having a reasonable level of accomplishments hmm i suppose that is different than it just being like point blank just like strength and yeah like these are a little bit more well there's more philosophical to strength than just muscles my friend yeah no exactly so but but this this is the thing is it's much more philosophical than your average uh fantasy universe i suppose yeah yeah, no, I mean, that's that. I mean, we went into it uh, starting with that as our starting point, right? Like I said, we could have had an episode where it was just like animal, animal, blender, done. But we didn't go that way. We went high concept. And I like that about this show. I think we can go high concept. We have very high concepts on this show. Uh, sure. I, ha I have not yet recorded a show while high and having concepts. I think perhaps we should do that at some point. Mm. Nice for, uh, I don't 420 know show. How listenable that's going to be. Okay, it will be so, garbage. So our pledge to you, dear listeners, mm -hmm. when we do hit episode number 420, <laughs> that we will record like a long-ass stream of us doing one of this while incomprehensibly high. That's going to take us like nine years to get there. <laughs> well, I mean, by then, weed will be not only legal, but commonly available at every, you know, corner shop. Right. And they will have made the strongest strain uh, comprehensible to science. And that's and obviously the one we're going to use. Yeah, we're just going to be smoking pure water tree 
Uh, vaping, no, not smoking, vaping it. We're going to be vaping pure water tree. The inspiration will go into our lungs, into our brains, and we will just fucking 420 blaze it all over your ears and brains, dear listeners. Can, can I tell you that I like the, the names of just Chrono Spider, uh, mm-hmm. Water Tree, and to be honest with you, I just like Golem. Like, just... Well, we can't just call it a golem because that's already a thing with a separate, very important cultural context. I'm feeling like aspiration is the word we want to base this off of. Aspiration, Um, accomplishment, pile. Um, Pile. Jenga. It's like Jenga. Ass Jenga. Jingolem. 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 No one will know. No one will know that it was Jenga and Golem put together. (laughs) Yes. So the Chrono Spider, the Water Tree, and the Jengolem. Like, honestly, honestly, I would be quite okay with hearing some kind of campaign in a universe where this is the the, the pantheon that they base everything off of. Yeah, like, you know what? If you don't do fan art or write fiction or whatever, just write us up the D&D stats. Yeah, that well, counts as fan art. What I what I find kind of intriguing is, it's cool to think of, you know, giving it all this flourish, the usual like, you know, different color schemes and and uh, uh, you know, all the normal things that come part and parcel with creating universe of this. But what mm-hmm. I find kind of interesting is that like fundamentally we're talking about three different kinds of life philosophies and how they contrast and compare with each Mm -hmm. other and the balance of the three. And that suggests to me that if one was to set something in a universe where this was the overarching like pantheon, um, that it would be gods perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that it would be like very much more conversational that there would be a Mm -hmm. lot more, uh, uh, dialogue happening yeah like it's not just a binary this is good and that's evil it's there are three competing philosophies and you don't just say oh i'm gonna worship this and shun that you say like i have to pay tribute to each of the three gods the god of productivity the god of inspiration and the god of you know 420 blaze it right and i feel like wait a second (laughs) um didn't you mean time management yes okay cool could have sworn you swapped one of them there. I don't know what you're talking about. So I have a feeling like if if a bunch of people, like three or four people, sat down to like play a session of this game, they might just accidentally talk about their lives and then <laughs> leave, leave the table being like, huh, did we did we even roll any dice? Like, I thought we were going to play a game. Huh. Uh, oh, well, if, if we talked about stuff and felt like rewarding, productive conversation anyway. Yeah, you get XP for that shit. Sure. What else do we need? Uh, well, we need to remind listeners uh, to hit us up on Instagram mm-hmm. and on YouTube mm-hmm. and on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And they can email us. What's that email address? H-I-G-A-I show at gmail.com. Sure is. You got it right. Mm-hmm. And they can hit us up on Treasure Trail. Mm-hmm. And they can hit us up on Fet Life. Mm-hmm. And they can hit us up 
on The Sims. They can make us in The Sims and then say hello to our Sims. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they can do a little dance. So, I mean, I can tell that, that you're padding a little bit. Uh-huh. So, what I'm going to ask is why you didn't take this opportunity to do your fun new segment that we haven't heard in a little while. Because that's kind of what that was, what that was right. designed for in a way, right? Your fun, I don't know what you're talking about. Your fun segment that you that you sometimes do. I have many fun segments. Yeah, well, I'll, we'll hit us up with one. We got some time. Oh, you... or or rather, let's let's read uh, let's read some fan mail. All right, this one comes to us from uh, n- no one from from nowhere, and uh, it doesn't exist. So let's be sad instead. Okay, well, you know what? You know what, Luke? Yes. You know what, Luke? This is your chance. Yes. This is your chance. Yes. It's your chance. To do... The Humpty Dance. To do the hump? The, the Humpty Dance. It's your chance to do the hump. The hump? Do the Humpty Hump. The Humpty Hump? Right now. I, it's your chance. I will not. But But it's your chance, though. You only get so many chances in this life. Mason, I think we're out of steam. <laughs> I think I think there is like a fourth steam creature, and he's saying, "Ooh, not here." <laughs> no. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Seriously though, hit us up on Instagram. Uh, we do we do have an Instagram where you can find a quote from the upcoming episode before the episode goes live. Spoiler. So, yeah, you can like I try to pick quotes that are uh that they you you don't know how they could possibly have context for the topic. Mm-hmm. That's that's fun. But uh but no, let's uh I mean if 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 we're all done here, I feel like we are. Let's uh let's just uh do the thing, huh? The picking of the next thing. We can call it a little bit early this time. Yeah, take yeah, it. Yeah. Speaking of time management, listen to that Chrono Spider. You know, take an extra takes an extra minute from from not listening to extra podcast and and uh, organize your sock drawer. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so Luke, uh, I believe it is not only your chance; it is also your turn. It is my turn. Hmm. So we. When this was the small one, as he I had a much time? bigger one. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Well, let me ask you this, Mason. Okay. What is your favorite color? My favorite color. I'm gonna say a nice, cool gray. That's good to know because next week we're going to invent a new fashion line. Ooh. I'm too sexy for my shirt, Luke. Then you can take it right off because so that's... So sexy it hurts. That's... You don't need to wear that anymore. We got a new fashion it, line you can wear instead. It hurts really bad, Luke. It's actually really on brand if you would really just... It hurts really bad, Luke. You take, don't keep that on then. You can have a nice new fashion look. With our okay. new fashion line that we're going to make. And Thank that'll God. be super on brand if you wear it because it's ours, right? So Yeah. 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 
Hey, like, no, seriously, though, for like a second, can we can we make shirts? I, <laughs> I mean, yes. Sweet. Uh, yeah, we can make shirts. So next week, we're gonna next invent week. we're gonna invent shirts and possibly all kinds of other things with our own fashion line. Fashion line next week. Yes, and as always, ladies and gentlemen, thumbs up, monorail eggplant. Good night, everybody. Good night. Yep. Yep. Like that? Yep. <laughs>